Welcome to Sexology, a podcast that untangles the science of sex and pleasure. And now, with this week's episode, your host, clinical psychologist, Dr. Nazanin Moali. It was inevitable. The scent of bitter almonds always reminded him of the fate of unrequited love. Well, you're not tuning into the literature podcast. This is the first line from the book Love in the Time of Cholera by Marcus, which I love. And I chose it because I feel, first of all, I thought it would be funny. And the other pieces I know that some of us are thinking like, this is the worst situation and we're stressed out. And whenever I'm stressed out, I lean into the humor. So for those of you who are book nerds, you're welcome. But also, I think when things are tough, it's important to be able to kind of incorporate some levity in the situation. At least that's how I cope with it. If you just tune into this episode, I'm your host, Dr. Nazanin Moali. I'm a psychologist. I'm a sex therapist. Today, we're going to talk about coronavirus and its impact on our sex and our sexuality. As you know, that all around the globe, people are either in lockdown, they're practicing social distancing, and it's impacting all aspects of our lives, including sex and sexuality. I know things are tough. I'm with you on that. My father, he lives in Iran. He's been in at home, staying at home for past 75 days, and he has health issues. So this is on my mind. And also my husband is a physician. He's part of a surgery team. That's a emergency surgery team. And he needs to go to the hospital every day. And they're running out of masks. Things are stressful. And I'm sure you guys have plenty of your own stress. The reason I'm saying all of this, because I don't want you to think that the fact that in the episode, I'm going to talk about the strategies and things to change your mood I don't have an awareness of how challenging situations are and how tough things are, but I'm going to talk about the strategies for you to practice resilience, to practice managing your mood and use this as an opportunity to elevate your sex after situation. So before I go to the episode, I wanted to apologize to those of you that felt the Tuesday episode was very lighthearted. I didn't talk about Corona. I was I was so excited about Persian New Year. The truth of the matter is I record these episodes about two months in advance at this point. The reason I'm doing this because I want to make sure that I have enough interviews in the queues. So if someone cancels, if we need to not release an episode, we have enough content to uh, share with you guys so we wouldn't have a delay in airing this podcast. The other piece of it is I was, as many of you guys know, I love Persian New Year. Wintertime is a tough time for us, for my family 
because of how things were. My mom has seasonal depression, and at the, during the Nowruz or Persian New Year was a time that we we were noticing a shift in her mood. So it is such a special and important time in my life. And I was sitting in January and thinking, "Oh God, this is exciting!" By the time this episode goes live, everything gonna be so much better. But unfortunately, as you guys know, that wasn't the case. As you know, life is full of unexpected. And here we are. I'm recording this a day before Nowruz and we're practicing social distancing. I haven't left my house for days. I'm grateful that my practice is mostly online. So I'm able to see many of my clients online but it's tough. I think my clients are struggling. I'm going to talk about some of the struggles that they're having working from home so we can kind of problem solve it together. And I hope the tips that I'm going to share with you guys will helpful to address your own struggles at working at home and being with your partner or not having interaction with others as often. Let's first start with talking about a, some, a topic that's in mind of many people, that can the coronavirus be transmitted through sex? When it comes to this, there are so many unknown. This is a new area that many of the scientists are looking into. As you guys know, I'm a psychologist. I'm not an infectious disease doctor. But based on the research that I've done, and I know many of you guys know that COVID-19 gets transferred by droplets produced by someone who's infected, maybe maybe if by coughs or sneeze. There were numerous cases that people were within the close proximity of someone that they had this this virus and they got it. So this is that that many of us know that we don't want to be close to someone that has the virus. Right now, they say like it can remain on surface for 72 hours. So it's highly, highly, the transmission rate is high, high, very high. But when it comes to sex and sexuality, we don't know if it's get transmitted through bodily fluid during sex. So it's, it's important to practice precaution and use protection as always, but we don't have like research doesn't show that we have that information yet. But this is the time that many people are staying at home, being very close to their partners, or we have uh, lots of flexibility, even if you don't have a partner around your schedule. And I invite you to incorporate some of the things that I'm going to mention in your uh, daily routine. So when you are out of this crisis, this self-quarantine situation, you have elevated your sex life. First and most important thing I want you to focus on is to manage your mood. I was talking to one of my clients that she has high desire. She has a fantastic relationship with her husband. I see her for other mood-related issues. And she was telling me that for the first time in in a very long time, she experienced lack of orgasm. She was telling me like, oh God, there was just so much in my mind, no matter what we were doing, what position we were using, 
I was not climaxing. And I, and I told my partner that this is not happening and this is not about you. It's just like I'm so stressed out. And my other clients also told me about erectile functioning challenges because we have the coronavirus situation, the stock market crashed. So all of these things create anxiety. And I know that our sexuality, at least for most people, is not happening in vacuum. So if we have mood challenges, it's impacting our desire and also the ability to experience arousal, climax, and all of those great things. So first thing that I want you to focus on is focus on managing your mood. And sometimes when I talk about managing mood, people say, you know, this happens and that happens. And how is it possible that when things are desire for me to feel okay? I can guarantee you that no matter what's going out there, you have the power to manage and control your mood. You get to have your emotions, but it's your responsibility to make sure you regulate your emotions so it's not impacting other aspects of your life. So when I say regulating the emotions, is there are different ways that you can do that. First of all, we all are inundated with this negative news of coronavirus killed this many people, this happened, like grocery stores are getting empty. Like all those things we're constantly getting exposed to and none of this are news to us because we have already read about it five hours ago. So we're hearing different version of the same thing that doesn't give us any good information and it just escalates our anxiety. So my first recommendation is limit your exposure to news. What I personally do is I only listen to the NPR news podcast once a day. I always been doing kind of once a day thing, but I don't think even if you switch it to once every other day, that would be the biggest gap in your information and knowledge because at this point, there's not many development that's happening around changing the current situation. So I want you to be disciplined and create this boundary with yourself that I'm not going to listen to the news more than once or once every other day. If you are going to social media, I encourage you to a kind of hide the stories of the people that they're kind of posting on coronavirus and mortality and all of those things because you want to be protective of yourself. Some of my clients told me that they rather be on Instagram at this time versus Facebook because in Facebook they get exposed to the news articles all the time. And again, some of these news articles is someone's opinion posting as a blog. So it's not even give you an accurate information. So that's that is the first recommendation I have. A uh, second part, I want you to perhaps even it's a good time to follow some fun hashtags on Instagram. Like I have friends that they're following kittens, like dogs, puppies, whatever that gives you joy, uh, memes. I would kind of follow those hashtags to kind of like when you are opening your social media, you get a boost of some laughter and fun. More importantly, I want you to practice your self-care routine that you're having. And if you don't have the self-care routine, this is a good time to implement it. I know some of you guys thinking about, I'd never had self-care routine. And right now that I'm home, I don't have resources. But what's 
interesting to me that how many of the exercise classes that I've been taking, yoga studios are offering virtual classes. Today, this morning, I, I usually go to Barry's Bootcamp and Barry's, Barry's Bootcamp, they had this wonderful, like their best instructors teaching live classes or my local yoga studios on Instagram, they teaching uh, yoga live two to three times per day. So I encourage you to create this plan for yourself that kind of look into resources within your community to kind of incorporate the things that you have been doing when you were not in the self-quarantine and continue with doing those. The other thing that you can do that I highly, highly recommend you doing is doing breathing exercises multiple times during the day. There are fantastic apps that have a guided meditation that helps you to do the breathing. One of my favorite apps is Inside Timer. I have used Headspace. I have MuseBand myself. So it doesn't matter what you're using. I want you to, to be disciplined, to at least practice it two to three times per day, maybe five minutes each. If you can do longer, more power to you. But I want you to do this breathing exercises. And even if you don't have any of those apps, it could be as easy as inhaling for count of four, holding your breath for count of four, exhaling for count of seven. And you're doing 10 of them in between your meetings or during your breaks. So because we want to give our body this message that like, okay, we're activating parasympathetic system. So you don't need to be in the fight and flight response all the time. These are very important things that I know that many of you know, but I want you as you create the schedule for your day to make sure you are incorporating those. I want you to really think about happiness is the choice. And I want you every morning that you wake up, choose to be happy because you are the only person who have control over your internal experiences. And I've seen it many times that in the worst situations, people were able to manage their mood effectively and elevate their mood. So something to keep in mind. So most important part is for you to manage your emotions, regulate your mood effectively using some of these things that I mentioned. When it comes to sex and sexuality, this can be an opportunity for you to improve your sex life with your partner. Because what happens in reality, sometimes we are so rushed, we are so overwhelmed, we're trying to squeeze in having sex between going to Costco and kids waking up. So we have like this five, 10 minutes, we want to kind of like have a foreplay, climax, and get ready for the rest of the day. But right now, because we're not going anywhere, my invitation to you is to slow down. And that can be a very powerful thing for your sex life. You can really tuning into what's going on to your body, showing off for your body, and also incorporating things that did didn't incorporate in the past. It's funny that my husband the other day was telling me, honey, I didn't know you have all this fun, fancy lingerie. And I was saying that, okay, I, ha- I've, I had them for past five, six years, 
but I didn't have time to take them out, play with them, wear them. So I'm sure when you look into your closet also, there are things, the books you purchase to spice up your sex life, lingerie that you you purchase, and they're sitting there waiting for an appropriate time. And I'm telling you, my friend, this is the time to bring those back and kind of incorporate that in your kind of sexual experiences so you can put yourself in the mood. Because I think when we're stressed out, it's really hard at times to get into the mood. And sometimes these props can help you with get getting in the mood. Other thing that I want you to do is as you're slowing down as part of the foreplay, I want you guys to uh, perhaps incorporate mindful touching. So what mindful touching is, we call it sensate focus therapy. In a few episodes ago, we had someone that is an expert in this and talks about it. I can leave a link in the show note to that. But what what it is, is I guess a little bit snapshot of that, is every day you and your partner take, say, 10 to start with 10 minutes. And kind of like touching, kissing, caressing your partner's different parts of their bodies. The first phase, you're just doing the areas that you can see with clothing on. And experiment with that. And it's such a non-goal-oriented activity. The idea is for you just to show up for what would it be like to be in a receiver and what would it be like to be a giver giver, uh, person. And I want you to have fun with it. I have clients that incorporate feathers and teasing and all of that. And again, this is not an activity that needs to and end up with four, uh, with intercourse. The idea is just like experiencing pleasure through touch. The other thing that I want you, and when it comes to sexual realm, to maybe consider, even if you ha- if you don't have a partner, practice orgasmic breathing. We had Barbara a few months ago on the show that talked about orgasmic breathing. That the episode was uh, sex and tantra. And I think this is a perfect opportunity for you to experience arousal through your breath. I'll look and see if I can find that uh, link and I put it on the show notes. But if you can Google uh, orgasmic breathing, tons of stuff comes up. So if you don't have a partner right now, it doesn't mean that like your sex life is not important. You cannot work on improving your sex life. So I have a few ideas on the things you can do. First of all, you can practice what we call edging, like bringing yourself to the very close to climax and let the arousal and sexual energy subside. What it does is it helps you, first of all, it builds excitement. So you're going to have a so much more interesting and fun and intense orgasm. And for my male client, people who eat the penis as what it does is it teaches them the ejaculatory control. So you will be able to go longer uh, with a partner uh, because sometimes many of my clients have this question of, okay, I want to go last longer. I don't know what to do. So this is your opportunity to practice this. So what you're doing is you're masturbating as you're doing, as you've always been doing, and then kind of like making sure that you are uh, letting go of a stimulation. When you are at 
eight or nine if 10 is ejaculation and just letting it go. And you can kind of increase every day a minute that you will add to this practice of uh, self-stimulation and letting go. And the goal is at the end you can ejaculate, but the more you're practicing it is like you're going to the gym for your penis. So something to keep in mind. The other thing is it gives you opportunities to experiment with different erotic zone. I know some of my female clients, they want to experience G-spot orgasm. And there are some at times like any skills that if you want to acquire that skill, it might require you some practice, it might require some practicing. So you can you can implement some of those. If this, there is a skill that you want to learn more of, I would be happy to do a bonus episode on that. Let me know. But I think this is such a wonderful time to increase the items and tools in your repertoire. Uh, the other interesting thing that you can do is experiment with consuming different types of erotic material. For example, if you're someone that been kind of watching porn, maybe looking at different kind of porn. Many of my clients find webcamming interesting. So you can experiment with different things that are uh, interesting, you are always curious about. Uh, and what by watching webcamming as, as well, you're supporting sex work workers as well that I know many of them are struggling right now. And there, I want you to know that there is... Nothing wrong with masturbation, with solo sexual uh, experiences. It's sex. So it's not like, oh God, I don't have a partner. I'm doing it. I'm a loser and I'm doing masturbation. I'm, it's my recommendation to all of my clients that even if they have partners to masturbate, because it has many benefits. First of all, it helps you to know your body better. You're able to, it's kind of form of act of uh, self-love. You're giving yourself something that's very pleasurable. Also, it, can, it gives you information on what to tell your partner about what's pleasurable about sex. Uh, so you're not necessarily in the dark when they tell you uh, what you like. If you are dating, I know it can be a challenging time because of it's hard to go out. A If it's a casual dating scene, I don't know, it, like maybe it's not worth it for you to expose yourself to the possibility of getting COVID-19. Not like if you're a long-term relationship, you cannot get it from your partner. But I'm thinking, okay, with my husband, we are in the house. If he gets it, most likely I'm going to get it. And that's the reality of it. But with a casual relationship and encounters, uh, the dynamic is different. What can you do that I think it's extremely hot is uh, to use kind of Skype to do a kind of like experiment sexually. You can you can take off your clothing and masturbate in front of a Skype. Some people exchange nude photos. You can do tons of different things. There are very interesting teledildonics that you can use with your partner. So I can guarantee that if you're thoughtful about how you can change and add tools to your toolbox during these times, this is a perfect opportunity for you to make your sex life more interesting and exciting. You know, sometimes what, what we know is people at the time of the crisis, they have more sex 
And I'm I'm a child of that. My my parents conceived me right after the Iranian Revolution in the midst of the war. Until now, I didn't know. It was like what they were thinking. But now I think when you're anxious, sometimes sex and sexuality can be a, a way that we can manage our mood. My hope for you to whether it's a solo sex or it's a partner sex, you manage to have lots of sex to combat the effect of this stress of coronavirus. Because being at home can be very, very isolating for people. It can create tension in the relationships. This week, almost all of the sessions that I had with my clients, they told me how frustrated they are with their partners. They just don't even want to tolerate them. They don't want to be in the same room with them. One of my clients, she's so funny. We had she. I saw that she was in the garage. I was like, oh, why are we doing the session in the garage? She said, I cannot tolerate being in the same room with him. And I have suggestions for that as well because it's normal. Many of us only see our partners few hours per night and during weekend. And it's hard to be together 24-7. So I want you to think about kind of like regulating this interaction and uh, managing the relationship because we don't know how long this uh, social distancing lasts. Hopefully it's going to be only a couple of weeks. But a couple of weeks, if you are struggling with your partner, can be very challenging. One thing I encourage you to do is to create a routine for yourself doing the things that you usually do during the work week, like at home. So if you are doing, I don't know, breathing exercises, any kind of exercises, like have your own activities separate from your partner. That's what I'm trying to say. Because the norm is I can talk about my relationship and during the weekend that we're together, we're doing together stuff. Like we're watching movie together, we do biking together, but this is an exception. So if you are with your partner 14 days all the time, I don't want you to feel obligated that you have to spend time with him or her all the time. You still have, you're entitled to have your own private time. And I encourage you to talk about it with your partner that, honey, like this this is a time that I want to focus on my own stuff or I need time to reflect, meditate, whatever it is. So you wouldn't necessarily find yourself constantly kind of interacting with your partner. The other thing that's important is when it comes to sex and sexuality, I want you guys to make sure that you're still taking care of your body and doing things that makes you feel sexy. Because the other conversation I had with clients the other day, she was telling me, I'm not even feeling sexy. I'm not taking showers. I'm constantly in my PJs. And that, that A, impacted the relationship. And also it impacts how desirable you are to your partner. So I want you guys to think about, okay, what are some of the ways that I can take care of myself, my body today? Whether it's like wearing something more attractive or wearing the perfume that you like or or kind of continuing with taking care of your body with doing movement. So it's really important. I know these are the small tips, but I think it's important to be mindful of those because it's hard to feel sexy and see your partner as a sexy human being if you guys haven't showered for a couple of days and you're wearing the same PJ all day and with the messy hair. So something to keep in mind. 
if you are kind of bored about it, you don't you don't know what to do, or you need more guidance, there are a couple gifts that I have for you. One is I have a completely free ebook for women on how to increase your sexual desire. So you you are welcome to download it. It's on the lo- link in the show notes. Also, I have a list of one hundred and one things that you can do with your partner to spice up the relationship, and many of the items in the in the list are things that you can do right now. You don't need to go out. You don't need to purchase stuff. You just need your body and your partner's body. So something else that might be helpful for you guys as well. Lastly, I continue to offer my online counseling sessions to my clients. So if you are struggling individually or for sexual challenges, uh, you're welcome to email me and contact me and we can book an appointment. I hope you guys are taking care of yourself. I don't think in future I'm going to talk more about coronavirus on our episodes because I want my show be a place for you guys to not worry about all of those doom and glooms that's going on. Please let me know if there are topics that you're interested to learn more about and I'll talk to you guys in a few days. Thanks for listening to Sexology Podcast. For more great content, visit www.sexologypodcast.com. Please be advised that information presented on this podcast is not a substitute for seeking help from a licensed mental health provider.